What is going on, everyone? Casey here, Virginia Game Day. Checking in. It is the best time of the year. College basketball is full swing. It spreads. We sleep in May, all that stuff. Uh, checking in on Wednesday today. It was a tough loss for us on Monday at Virginia Tech, but it was a crazy environment, right? That's probably the toughest environment we've seen all season. Uh, well, maybe Duke. Toward James Madison was pretty rocking, but that was crazy. I mean, that was wild. Uh, people have commented on it since Monday about how crazy it was, and it, it it was an imposing place to, to be playing. They were all over Kihei, and uh, it was Kihei versus 10,000 people. Uh, having also spoken on Georgia Tech, I'm not going to talk much about Georgia Tech. It was a game we were supposed to win. We did win, took care of business. We did what we were supposed to do, uh, but we hadn't. That, that happened since the last time that we spoke. So we're still in conversation. I don't want anyone to panic. That was a good Virginia Tech team that, you know, was their darlings in the darlings in the analytical world. They're 28th in Ken Palm right now. So that definitely uh, they didn't want to lose to us because of our kind of shoddy ranking. But it's not that bad for Virginia that they lost. We pretty much stayed flat. Right. We went in as the 76th uh, Ken Palm team came out basically in the same spot. So no need to fret. We won four in a row. Right. And then we lost to Tech a couple of weeks ago. We were trading games. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. We got ourselves in the bubble conversation. We beat Duke. We beat we beat Miami. Beat two best teams in the league. We got ourselves into the conversation. So we can't be too down on them for losing at Virginia Tech in such a crazy environment, uh, especially when it was so bad for so long. Remember, just remember NC State. Okay, remember how bad you felt after NC State because I I remember that feeling that, like we we're down in Raleigh and it like hurt my soul. I couldn't even enjoy myself. So, yeah, like I said, the best time of the year right now, college basketball. I've been watching a ton of college basketball. I'm sure you all have, too. Uh, some tech was a great environment for comparatively to the rest of the, the nation. I want to give a shout out to Dunkin' Donuts Center and uh, Providence's place. They've had some really, really raucous crowds recently. I'm, I'm happy for them. They lost last night to Nova, but they, they're packing that place out and the dunk, packing the dunk out and making it tougher opponents to come in. If you haven't watched a lot of Big East, Big East basketball, make sure you do yourself a favor and check in some Big East basketball. It's just a different brand. Um, Assembly Hall, watched Wisconsin and Indiana last night. That was a really good place to play. They kind of have the, you know, like like Tech, they have the, it's at a, it's at a real steep angle. You know, JPJ is kind of more like a professional stadium almost where these places are like a pit. You know, I, I remember in high school, I played in, in New York at Monticello High School. They called it the pit. It was real. It was just one side stands on one side and then a court. And it was just real steep. It was, it was crazy. They would get all over you. Uh, who else? Tennessee, another great environment. They just knocked off Kentucky. So college basketball is in full force right now. We're in the full throes of uh, college basketball season. It's our time to shine as college basketball fans. Uh, there's nothing better. Can't wait for conference tournaments, NCAA tournament, and just hope that uh, Virginia is there. But even if they don't, that Duke game was awesome. Um, Duke game was awesome, and there's a lot of stuff to be happy about this season. I think we are going to get to the tournament, but it's been a fun season regardless. And just watch as much college basketball as you can. Take in all the different brands, all the different styles of play, all the different atmospheres. It's it's amazing. Uh, so let's get to a little bit of the numbers from Virginia, uh, Virginia's game against Tech. It was so odd, right? 
Have you ever seen Virginia, I mean, not even just Virginia, any college basketball team not hit a single three-pointer throughout the game? It was one of the major talking points of the game. Uh, hey, what's up? All right, no problem. All right, love you. So, yeah, have you ever seen a college basketball team not make a three-point shot? And Virginia's margin of error is so slim, right? When Kihei's not spreading the floor, hitting shots, when Armand's off, you know, Armand rarely shoots himself back into games, right? It's either he's on or he's off. It's really hard for Virginia to win. Uh, we talked about it a ton this year. The margin of error is so slim. And when you don't make any three-pointers, it's really it's really tough uh virginia lost a turnover battle too they had 10 turnovers that's kind of the magic number for virginia if they have 10 turnovers they're, they're the, the win-loss record isn't great uh virginia did win the rebounding battle but they were really hurt inside by keve aluma from virginia tech can you imagine virginia tech uh can you imagine keve aluma playing in the southern conference for wofford that's where he came from so you had storm murphy making these beautiful pocket passes to Kevin Luma on pick and rolls. And these guys were playing at Wofford two years ago. It makes me, when I'm watching Michael Parsons in the NFL for the Cowboys, I'm thinking, I cannot, if it, professionals can't block him. How the fuck did dudes in the Big Ten block him? That's what it, that's what it reminded me of. Um, but yeah, so they, they won the rebounding battle, but I feel like they lost the inside battle, particularly in the second half. Um, Let's get to the score first. Uh, so Virginia lost 62 to 53. You see that nine point uh, difference there, but it was really a close game. Uh, Virginia tied it up with you know five or six minutes left on that monstrous Reese Beekman slam. And then it kind of lost the game down the stretch. It, it was it was close, though. Virginia led by five in the first half, went into halftime with the 29 to 25 lead. And then the second half, as we've seen a couple times this season, it just slipped away. Virginia Tech came out of the break, executing very crisp, uh, you know, backdoor cuts, pick and rolls, nice passes. Virginia was a little bit off on their defensive play. And I feel like the second half is when the crowd really started hitting a fever pitch and really started getting uh, tough for Virginia. Kebe Aluma went on a run here. Keve Aluma dunk, Keve Aluma free throw, Keve Aluma dunk, Keve Aluma layup, Keve Aluma free throw. So it was 31-27 Virginia after a Reese Beekman jumper with 18.35 left. And then it was basically the Keve Aluma show. And by the time he was done, it was 35-31 Virginia Tech. Virginia only had two blocks. Tech had six. Equal on steals. Um, and you can't not talk about the free throws. Virginia was outshot 21 to 12 at the free throw line. And some of the officiating, I'm not a guy who complains about officiating, but some of the officiating was getting Tony fucking hot. And I mentioned no three pointers was a big talking point after the game. Officiating and Tony Bennett getting fired up was another big talking point on you know social media after the game. Tony Bennett clears day a national television ESPN game for screaming at the ref. That's bullshit for everyone to see. He was heated. He, and then later in the game, there's a, the ball went out of bounds. Wasn't sure who they went on, on, went out on Tony walked him to the, the replay booth to make sure that, you know, he let him know what was up on the way there. 
And so it was a, a frustrating game for frustrating game for Tony, a frustrating game for everyone. But yeah, you can't not talk about the free throws. All right. So let's get to uh the individual numbers here. Jaden Gardner, 17 points on seven of 17 shooting, 14 boards, two dimes. Jaden came out in the first half, getting second chance points, hitting long jumpers, getting to the free throw line. It's a little bit off in the second half. First game, he was challenged by Mutz, uh, you know, down low, banging. He was challenged by Mutz, down low, banging. And then he got challenged in the second half by Mutz, and it's like, Jaden took the bait and wanted to, you know, bow up and, and bang with him down there. And that sped him up. And therefore it kind of took him out of his game. Uh, had a, so Jaden definitely had a rough second half, uh, but finished with 17, three turnovers. Uh, great first half, sloppy second half. Uh, Reese Beekman, 10 points, four or seven shooting, only one three. Uh, four dimes, two rebounds in 38 minutes. Uh, Reese and Jaden both played 38 minutes. Reese had that monstrous dunk, and that was like the epitome of Reese. He could get to the cup when he wants, but he's still not to the point where he's comfortable going to the cup all the time. And I know they want to run the offense, etc. But man, when uh, when we need a bucket and we go to in the second half, and we were going to Jaden. I almost like it would be Reese, who's the guy who's you know breaking down the offense, maybe a clear out on the right side, something like that. Uh, Armand Franklin, nine points, four of eight, over over three from three, uh, one of three from the free throw line. He had an off game. Defense much improved though. Same with Jaden. Uh, Tony's commented on that. Kihei. Looking at Kihei in the Duke game versus Kihei in the Tech game, it was like watching two different guys. Something seemed a little bit off. The crowd was on him. I get that. Uh, one of four from two, oh, five from three. Wasn't as aggressive and playing free and easy, like I've mentioned in, in earlier games when he's had success. Wasn't playing with that loosey-goosey, you know, super-duper confidence. That's okay. I'm sure he's going to get – I'm sure next game he'll be fine. But it was just one of those games where – it was a it was a wild environment, and uh, you know he wasn't at his A game. Poppy, twenty minutes, four points, uh, five boards. Him and him and Caden. Caden played a little bit more this game. Definitely, Caden was definitely one of the bright spots in this game. Gave us a lot of momentum when we needed it. Remember, in the first Tech game, it was Poppy who was the one who kind of saved the day and was banging around on Aluma and uh, made it possible for us to win. Caden, twenty two minutes. 11 points, four or seven shooting, three or four from the line, six boards, one block, one steal. Uh, he continue, he's going to be, him and Reese are going to be the stars of this program next year. You know, moving forward, I can see them taking monster leaps in the years to come. You can see it. They have all the talent in the world. Uh, Malachi, another game where he got good minutes, eight minutes didn't, and a typical of Malachi's stat line didn't, do a ton, didn't shoot a lot, but he just came in, gave him solid minutes, didn't turn the ball over, did his job, gave the guards a blow. Uh, Cody could have used some of those Cody three pointers tonight, but uh, five minutes didn't have any stats across the board. So that's those are the players' numbers uh, 22 of 46 and two, 0 of nine from three, nine and 12 from the free throw line. Tough loss, but listen, it's not the end of the world. We know that. Got a lot of a lot of big games coming up, and let's go through uh, where they are rankings wise. 
after the loss. So before the loss, they were 76 in Kempom. Now they're flat. Uh, in the net, they're 77th before the game. Now they're 79th. In the BPI, they were 58th before that. Now they're 59th. So we're not losing much here. In the Sagarin rankings, 55 before the game, 57 now. Uh, KPI, 72 before the game, 77 now. T rank, 67 before, 67 after. Uh, SOR, 66 before, 67 now. So not a whole lot of movement there. And I think it's it's an acceptable loss. You know what I mean? As far as resumes go, we want to beat our rivals, et cetera. But as far as resumes go, it's an acceptable loss on the road against the top 30 team, you know? Um, next up, quad one against Miami, quad one against Duke. We got to get after it. We need someone to make some big shots. We don't have that classic three-point shooter that a lot of teams have. Um, we kind of piece it together, right? Get a couple from Kihei, one or two from Cody. Reese hits one. Maybe get one from Armand if he's feeling good. We don't have that guy. And, you know, Kihei shoots a good percentage and all, but he can't get it off whenever he wants. So, you know, I don't know if we have that guy in our team. We may in one of the younger dudes, but we need the defense first. So uh, I don't know if someone's going to – if Armand's going to hit a, one of those hot streaks and kind of take off like he did last year in Indiana or what, but I'd love to see it. Uh, Armand shooting 25% for three this year. Kihei shooting 36.3% this year. Reese shooting 33%. Um, Cody shooting 38% and then Tane also 38%, but must much lower volume. Most of them came in one game going around the bubble here in uh, off of the ESPN. So the locks in the ACC right now are Duke still with work to do Wake Forest, Miami, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Virginia, and Virginia tech. I think, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised when the tournament uh, selection comes out. How many teams we get in? I look at the league right now. Wake Forest definitely a tournament team. Miami's definitely a tournament team. North Carolina's definitely a tournament team. Notre Dame's definitely a tournament team. And Virginia and Virginia Tech still have a little bit of work to do. You know, uh, I can be impartial, and I think Virginia's going to do it. I think even Tech's going to do it. I think everyone that's that's on the bubble is going to get in. Some of the other bubble teams, like from the Big Twelve, I don't see K State getting in. Don't necessarily see Creighton getting in. I'm looking at these now. Uh, Rutgers, I think we'll get in. So still a whole lot to, to figure out. Make sure you, you know, take it in your, take it in your college hoops. There's a website called bracketologist.com. You can see all of these rankings all in one shot for any team. It's got the projected bracket, tournament cutoff, a whole lot of fun stuff. It's a really a great, a great tool. It also has the polls where you can see each individual voters uh, submission. And I, I learned of this because on the locker room access uh message board someone posted that virginia someone had virginia ranked 22nd and that's where we got our points from this week in the ap poll so it's pretty cool bracketologist.com collegepolltracker.com they're all part of the same company uh got a baseball season coming up so make sure you get out to the dish this year watch the boys they got went to the college world series last year got a lot of guys back this year in terms of uh new recruits a lot of people coming in as uh first years they were picked second in the coastal division in the preseason in the preseason acc poll they were picked number five in baseball america's preseason rankings so they got some studs kyle teal is uh kind of dh last year did a little catching when logan michaels was hurt but he's an absolute stud absolute stud he's gonna be a, a pro one day and he's a uh, someone you want to watch matt wyatt really good arm brandon neek they have a lot of good arms a lot of guys coming back uh 
And this year we're going to actually have a lot more fans in the stands than last year. So get out to the dish, support your boys. I'm going to try and get Big Donkey on uh, for next episode to kind of preview the season, talk about last year's run to the College World Series. So Virginia Game Day on Instagram, virginiagameday.com, Slacky Brown Media on YouTube. Uh, that's where all the Virginia Game Day content is housed at. Thank you so much for checking us out. Go Hoos. Thank you.